3: This week in our Business Builder segment, Michael and I will be talking about how to focus your products and services so you don't overwhelm your clients with too many choices. That's a bit later, but first up, it's our success interview. Today we're talking with certified health and wellness coach Camille Kennard. Through her business, Flourish Wellness, Camille helps people avoid chronic disease and illness by learning to nurture themselves as part of their everyday lifestyle, mind, body, and soul. And as many of you know, this is a topic that's near and dear to our heart, and I'm really excited for today's interview. Welcome, Camille.
4: Thank you so
5: much. I'm happy to be here.
3: Now, this is going to be a great conversation, and I'd love to start by asking our guests to talk a little bit about their current business. How did you start it, and how has it evolved over time?
5: Yeah, I'd be happy to talk about that so I actually have been a clinical social worker and a medical social worker for about 10, over 10 years. And the, what I found myself doing in a lot of my work was more grief counseling with people once they had a chronic illness or they had health concerns that there was no, they could do nothing about at that point. And so um, I've always been, there's several things about my own personal life that have led me through my own health journey, a uh, weight loss journey, also self-esteem journey. And I just looked at people and saw that, you know, there was a lot of um, grief about wishing, oh, I would have, if I would have taken care, better care of my health, then I would have been in a different place and a lot of uh, guilt and remorse about it. And so I thought, you know, I really want to help people prevent illness. I want them to learn ways to take care of themselves, to love themselves, and to kind of overcome those barriers that are in their way of, of having a happy, healthy life. Um, so that's kind of what got me started on my journey of thinking about, being a health and wellness coach and, and really being specific in my, my desire to help people be healthy and overcome mental barriers to taking care of themselves.
3: Oh, that's, that's an interesting um, journey. And I think oftentimes people start out in one business and when they're working with Clients when they're working and helping people, certain things come out and it really taps into a passion that really bubbles up and it sounds like that's what happened with you.
5: Definitely, yeah, for
3: sure.
5: You know, it's it's interesting
3: because being healthy and being happy and really taking care of yourself is something that... um, Sandra Yancey talks about a lot with just that self-care. And when you're doing that, it gives you the energy. It gives you the mental clarity. It just really helps you achieve everything else that you want to do, no matter what your business is. So it's so important. And I think it often goes last on the to-do list.
5: Yes. Yep, especially with caregivers or entrepreneurs or people that have a lot of different moving parts in their life. That tends to be the one that goes to the side. So. It, it does. So, so how do you, because I'm
3: sure that's a challenge um, in, in, business, in that business, I know it was for us, how do you have the conversation with people or get people to see how important it is so that they can be proactive and instead of waiting until they have a health crisis to actually take care of themselves so that they do get the results that they're looking for in everything else that they're trying to do?
5: So I help people figure out um, what things that are lacking in their lives, maybe things that they have been, maybe they've been discouraged because they've tried multiple times to lose weight or they've tried multiple times to eat healthier and I have them look at what what is uncomfortable for them, you know, kind of those pain point parts that they don't like about what's going on with their current health and then we do a whole wellness vision which is, again, you're creating what you want as if it's already happened so I'm healthy, I'm fit, I have time for myself. And really helping them prime their brain that your brain can make things happen as you tell yourself uh, the things that you want to have happen. So, And for a lot of people, they've never done that before. They've never sat down and wrote down exactly what it would look like if they had – you know, their ultimate uh, dream of what health would look like for them, right? If it would be having Mm -hmm. more energy, more time with their family, those kinds of things. So I have them do a whole wellness vision and and kind of set out those things. And then we talk about steps to being able to complete that and barriers that have been there in the past, whether it's time, money, um, you know, all the different barriers that people have that come up. Um, And we talk about ways to overcome those. You know, a lot of what I do is, making help seem possible for people because they feel like a lot of times it's impossible. And I think a lot of times it's because we put really high expectations on what we're going to do. I'm going to work out for an hour every day and I'm going to eat only whole foods. And, you know, so it it feels impossible because it feels like you're going to, um, it's not possible, it's not doable and that you're going to fail in it. So I try to help people find those little celebrations, those little things that they've done well, and build on those and create daily health habits that are just tiny little incremental changes. Mm-hmm. And we focus on one thing at a time so it feels really doable, so it doesn't feel overwhelming. But they recognize and they see the result, and then they, they feel like they can do um, a little bit more. So that's kind of where we start is kind of a little little bit as well as priming their brain with the focus on what it is they want. What is their big why? You know, I had one client that said to me, You know, my reason for wanting to be healthy is I have little children. She's in her 30s. She's got little kids. And she says, I want to be alive when they're in their 20s. You know, I want to be able to play with them and do these things with them. So everybody, all behavior has a motivation behind it. And everybody Mm -hmm. has something that's going to be a big why for them that's going to be that motivator that's going to get them to have that desire to want to change what's going on right now and what's not okay for them right now. And, And we have to work through them believing they can actually do it, too. That's mm-hmm. another big barrier, too. So, No,
3: absolutely. And I, I love the way you position it with creating that vision and really, um, when you say prime their brain, I really like taking that approach because I think you can use that with so many aspects of business. You've got to believe it's possible. And you're absolutely right. It is often, you know... A minute here, a minute there, if you 're doing some stretching, if you 're getting up, if you're just really aware of the things you're doing, because I think oftentimes we we go into our office, we sit down at our desk and we start working, and we don 't take those breaks until we 're starving or we realize we have anything to you know no yeah. water to drink in hours, and what happens is your productivity really diminishes, but when you get up and you do those stretches, and it doesn 't take a lot. You feel yeah. so much better. You're sitting up taller. You're much more effective when you're making phone calls, when you're reaching out to people. And it all comes together, and it really is, I think, the, the glue that really helps get all those results that you're looking for.
5: Yeah, definitely. And I hope people find that, like, that they're actually more productive and they're more creative and they're more clear when they are taking care of themselves first, right? The whole thing of putting on your oxygen mask first and one of my products that I created actually is called Tune Into Your Body and Flourish because the name of my company is Flourish. Mm-hmm. Um, and helping people tune into what exactly is my body telling me, how do I know when I'm thirsty, tired, um, need a break, you know, need to move, need to stretch, those kinds of things and really listening to the body and giving the body what it needs as it needs it. Um, and that is hard for people to learn sometimes when they've been kind of going through the motions of life Um, But it is something that i found people really love is to be able to have that mindfulness where it's like, oh, okay, I just noticed this about my body, right? I'm feeling, my mouth is dry, maybe I could drink something, or I'm Mm -hmm. feeling a lot of fatigue. Maybe I, you know, can take a little break for a few minutes. So Mm -hmm. it's that whole thing of them really tuning into the experience of their body and and really hits that mind-body connection, right? A lot of times we're... We're, we're human doings, but not human beings, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, being there with their body and recognizing what's happening in, in the moment to moment. So. Mm-hmm.
3: I like that. It's a great question to ask people are they human doing or a human being? Um, you know, are they really paying attention? I used to have conversations with people about their stress and really getting them to tune into the physical symptoms when they were under stress because I know that was one of my biggest. Um, about six years ago, my biggest um, aha was really tuning into when I got stressed and then realizing that when I was stressed, it was impacting the people around me. And yeah. when I started understanding what the, because you, you do get physical, um, you know, symptoms when you start to get under yeah. stress. So once I learned how to identify those, I was very quickly able to shift my behaviors and, you know, get back focused on what where I needed to be versus just, you know, it, getting kind of in that little, um, that, that downward spiral, and it totally shifted the results that I was getting, and it was a really simple thing to do, but I had to be aware of it and really bring it into my consciousness, and it, it totally shifted everything.
5: Yeah, And that's the biggest thing, I think, is awareness and people having some insight into what they've done in the past and what works and what doesn't work and then trying new things. Mm -hmm. And even if they're small, little, like you say, shifts, I have my first kind of um, opt-in on my website is a take five and melt away your stress. So it's five things you can do in five minutes that will help you with stress. And for people to feel like it's doable and that they're, they're not a victim to the stress, but they can actually have some some control and they can make a difference and change some things and feel better, I think mm-hmm. it's huge.
3: Absolutely. So I, I know one of the challenges is helping people set realistic goals and then stay motivated. So how do you when you're when you're having the conversation, because I think this is something that, that affects health and wellness, it affects business, it affects everything we do, is really setting when we're starting something, setting you know, realistic goals, not setting them too low, but doing things that we can actually have success with and we can start to make a shift. You know, everybody wants it instantaneously, but how do you get people yeah. to realize that you can't just from no exercise to exercise, you can't all of a sudden, you know, go run a marathon. You've got to build up to yeah. it. It's, you can't exercise for an hour when you, all you've done is get up and down out of your chair for the last two years.
5: Yes, yes. And I think that's, again, another mindset shift. And, and we sometimes have expectations of ourselves that are not we're not able to meet. I love um, Flourish. And the reason I use that is because of like when you're thinking about a seed that you put in the soil, the soil has to be really healthy soil with nutrients in order for that seed to start growing. And that's kind of an analogy I use with my clients is that We've got to start with the soil, right? And, and everybody's at a different place as far as what they're ready to do. Some of my clients are ready to do a 5K or their first marathon or things like that. And others, um, you know, they're just they're getting to that point where they want to just start getting up and maybe doing a little bit of walking or yoga or moving just a little bit more in their lives. So looking at what where are they at right now, um, where do they want to be in the long run, and then the steps it takes to get there. So I look at it as, okay, we're going to plant the seed. The seed is, you know, all of the beliefs that you have. We're going to plant really healthy beliefs. We're going to plant really, um, you know, things that are doable for you. I never have my clients do more than one goal at a time, unless there's someone who has already seen a lot of progress and they've been able to do that in the past. I generally, even though they start out wanting to do, you know, I'm going to exercise an hour every day and I'm going to only eat whole foods, we kind of pare it back and we kind of step back and we say, okay, let's look at just one of those and let's talk about exactly how you're going to do that, what days of the week, what time, and who's going to keep you accountable. And then how are you going to, how confident do you feel that you can do it? And I do kind of a scale thing of, you know, from zero, no way, there's no way I can do this. Ten... There's nothing that's going to stop me when I'm at a 10 mm-hmm. and kind of letting them see where they're at. And then we look at, if you're a four or a five, what would help you get maybe to a six or a seven? And so kind of helping them in their mind be able to think about, oh, yeah, I think I bit off more than I could chew. Maybe let's pare down this goal to a little bit more simple. You know, I'm going to do it two days a week rather than five days a week. And so that, and I say to them, you know, that's so you can see success. That's so you can see results. And that's going to keep you motivated. That's going to keep you going. It's like that momentum. When they see there's some results, they want to keep going. Mm-hmm. So I start with just one, one goal, a very doable goal, and we talk about exactly you know a SMART goal. You know, how is it going to be measurable? When are you going to do it? Um, how can you pair it with other habits that you already have? Because we all have ha- habits that we do every day that we don't even think about, making our mm-hmm. bed or brushing our teeth or whatever it is. You know? And so putting it with something that they're already doing and making it really more simple because sometimes as human beings we overcomplicate things in our mind and so helping them really simplify it and then see the success get that um, you know have someone keeping them accountable them, um, whether it's family member or myself keeping them accountable and then really celebrating what it felt like to accomplish that you know that's huge it's like you know I believe in you know positive reinforcement for children and rewarding and that kind of thing because I think that that creates that where we want to keep doing it because we're getting that positive. And people that have a healthy lifestyle, it's not that they're different than people that don't. It's that they get something out of what they do, that they really love having this lifestyle because it helps them with their stress or it gives them energy or they get some kind of a result out of it. So I try mm-hmm. to help my clients look at that and see, okay, even when I did this one goal that I was going to eat you know, a fruit and vegetable for Tuesday and Thursday – And how that felt and what that was like for them, um, then that kind of keeps them going, like I say, with that momentum going forward.
3: I'd love that. Um, We need to take a real quick break, but when we come back, I want to continue the conversation um, and I've got some more questions for you. This is Janelle McCauley and
4: you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Visit monetizemenow.com for details.
0: Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network.
3: Welcome back. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Today on our success interview, we're having a conversation with certified health and wellness coach Camille Kennard. Her business, Flourish Wellness, helps people avoid chronic illness disease, and illness by really learning how to nurture themselves. If you missed our conversation before the break, you absolutely want to go back and listen to it. We really talked about the importance of taking care of yourself and how it can help you in really giving you all the energy, giving you everything you need to really build and grow your business and really just make you have a wonderful life or help you have a wonderful life. And I want to continue the conversation, Camille, and I want to really ask you, you know, there are a lot of similarities between, you know, getting healthy and building a business You know, you talked about really getting clear on what you want to accomplish and how you do it. And I know you're really, um, one of your focuses is really empowering people so they can really achieve their goals and get everything done. So what would you recommend they do to start?
5: So I think kind of the beginning is looking at um, what it is they want. So what is... If they could look down the road three months, six months, a year, what would their life look like? Would they have more energy? Would they have more time for themselves? When we're talking about entrepreneurs, would they be able to be more productive in the time that they have um, and spend more time on things that they, they want to and things they enjoy? So kind of looking, I guess the first thing is looking at what is what would it look like down the road? What, if they can sense it, feel it, see it, what would it look like to be this in this place? You know, I have my clients do a vision board of, you know, things that they want and things that they what it will look like when they get it. You know, if I will look happier, I will look healthier, I will have lost weight, I will some specific things as if they're looking at it through like a motion picture of these are the things that I'm going to have and this is what it will look like. And really helping them see that it is possible because a lot of times people are thinking, oh, I can't do that. I'm too busy or I have too much on my plate. Um, and so helping them see that you know taking care of themselves is possible and that um, there are things that they can get that they've been kind of thinking about or wanting because a lot of times we in our minds do create something in our minds first before we actually create it physically. So helping them to create a picture that they really, really um, is, a, is a big motivator for them that they really want.
3: Mhm. Well, and and I know for me, if I don't get enough sleep, if I don't stop and eat, and, and I even find that I need to get out of my chair and whether it's, you know, take a walk to go get the mail or go run a quick errand just to get a different you know, scenery, those things really nourish me and it gets me up and gets me going. Otherwise, I get so deep. And I, what, I, what I really have noticed is my productivity starts to diminish. I didn't really think it used to, but I've really been paying attention to it. And it does yeah. start to diminish. There are key times and I need to take that break or I'm, I'm busy, but I'm not getting the results. And I think that's really important for people to pay attention to.
5: Yeah, sometimes we're so busy that we aren't paying attention to ourselves. And we're, I mean, when you think about our business, we're actually the hen that lays the golden egg. And if the hen is ill or does, isn't able to, to do what it needs to do, then it really is detrimental to our business. So I think that's a huge thing for people to recognize. Is um, And a lot of what I teach is the tuning into the different ways that you can tell that your, your body has, a need for something, whether it's to take a break, get a drink, take a nap—you um, know those kinds of things—and giving yourself permission to do that, and then noticing, oh, I can think more clearly. I have some cre- creative ideas that are coming up. I'm more productive, and really recognizing that how much that's benefiting you and your business.
3: Mm -hmm. And part of it is just trusting the process and knowing that that does work because I know that entrepreneurs are so busy that they think, I can't take half an hour out to take a walk. I can't stop to eat now. I have to make make this deadline. And I I think part of it is just building in some of those breaks and really realizing and trusting that you can get it done if you've got the right fuel to make it happen.
5: Mm Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's a huge thing that we do is we schedule it in, right, and create habits, and we put it in with other habits that people already have, so there's things that they're already doing, if they can add a little five minute stretch to it or, you know, a little walk around the block or something like that then it feels really really doable for them it doesn't feel like it's taking away, but it's actually they're getting something from it because when they come back and sit at the computer again, things are flowing more freely for them, and they're getting ideas and they're more creative, and all of that.
3: Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. Can you give us maybe an example of someone that you've worked with and how um, really they came in and said, I can't do it or it's too hard, and they realized that they could and what kind of shift that made in them and what they were trying to accomplish?
5: Yeah. I I can tell you actually about um, a gentleman that I was working with. He actually does have his own business, um, and we kind of talked about um, him feeling like that he can't have time for his family because he's got to do his business. And then there was a lot of guilt about not spending time with his family and that, that guilt kind of ate at him. And so we talked about, um, you know, the possibilities of how he could do it and what he wanted to do and if he could see into the future how would he want it to be. I say sometimes if I had a magic wand and something were different in your life, what would it look like? Um, basically, he was able to say, you know, that I have time for both my family and my work and that there isn't that nagging guilt, um, you know, underlying there that I feel like I'm not spending enough time with family. And so we kind of went through and we talked about specific things that um, he's tried in the past, what's worked, what hasn't worked, and then also coming up with um, a plan, which he came up with, um, and I always am supportive to my clients in, in them coming up with what they feel like will work for them um, because I don't have an idea of exactly what their, what their schedule is and that. But he was going to start doing a little bit of running every day in the morning um, for his own health, for his own taking care of himself. And then, uh, like I said before, if we don't schedule it in as entrepreneurs, it doesn't happen. But we are really usually good about sticking to a schedule, right? We need to have this Mm -hmm. done by this time. Um, And so he was able to say on Wednesday nights, he was, you know, an owner of a big business and he has employees, and he said, Wednesday night is our family night, so we all leave work at 5, and we, you know, have that time for our family. And so we we talked about that, and he felt really good about it. He felt like it would be kind of a fun energy thing with his work for everybody Mm -hmm. to feel like they're being um, almost given permission <laughs> to mm-hmm. take care of themselves and it gave him permission to, to spend time with his family and to kind of see that he can do both. Because sometimes we think, well, I can't do, I can't do it all. You know, I can't have great relationships and a, and a thriving business and everything. But it kind of changed that mind shift for him of I can actually have it all. I, I just need to be really um, specific about it and, and make those goals and then set aside those t- that time for it. So he was able to do that both with, you know, exercising more where he wanted to run. He wanted to do a half marathon as well as, you know, spending time with his family and really nurturing those relationships where it was, you know, boundaries where work, work was off. We were, mm-hmm. were turning the off button on work and we're just going forward with the family stuff. So, and that was really big for him because he'd never done that before. He'd always been kind of, oh, if there's an emergency, if someone calls me, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to, you know, I, I have to because the bottom line and, and I'm concerned that way. But as he started doing more this of this with his family, he noticed that his bottom line was really growing and doing well, um, mm-hmm. and he felt so much better, and he was kind of able to alleviate some of the anxiety and the stress and the guilt that he was feeling. So.
3: And I love that, giving himself permission to do it. And um, You know, it really is... Um, And and I've learned that from um, Sandra Yancey. It's really about boundary management, not time management, because you can't manage time. Time is going to go on. But it's really about managing the boundaries and giving yourself permission to do the things that you really need to do to grow your business, to take care of yourself, you know, to really, ha- we can't have the impact that we want to have and help the people that we want to help if we don't take care of ourselves first. It's not, self-care isn't selfish. It's really yeah. a necessity to getting results.
5: Yeah. It's actually the first and most essential thing, um, in my opinion, and that's kind of why I have a passion for it, is seeing people in a lot of the places that I worked, which were healthcare Um, You know, in the healthcare industry, I saw a lot of people burning out and not able to take care of themselves because everyone else's needs came before their own, and they weren't making those boundaries with their time and with their energy. And that's a big thing, too, is knowing that we're all different in what we can do and what we can take on and kind of learning how to, like you say, give yourself permission and be able to set those boundaries and really respect and know that you need to take care of yourself as a primary focus.
3: Absolutely. And it's interesting because I was talking to someone yesterday um who has someone who's been in the hospital and saying, you know, they're looking at all the healthcare workers and they're they need to lose weight, they need to take care of themselves, they need to eat yeah. healthier. And yeah. I think so often, you know, we help others do things that we really need to do for ourselves. So I think it's important to look at ourselves and really mm-hmm. figure out where we want to be and and what we need to do and what we want to do. And I love the way that you start that by creating that vision and doing that. So how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about what you're doing and how they might be able to really learn to take care of themselves?
5: So I have a website. It's FlourishWellnessConsulting.com. And I have my Joyful Movement, Mindful Eating, and Stress Resilience programs on there, as well as I do Mindfulness in the Mountains events. So we would actually take people out of their busy, stressed life into the mountains. Um, and there's information on, about those on my website. I'm also on all the social media. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and they can follow me on any of those. So I love it.
3: Perfect. Thank you. And we will put a link to your website on our Turn Knowledge to Profit podcast page too, so people can connect with you there. So as we we end our time, and it's gone so fast, can you give our listeners just one piece of advice that you would, would give to them that can help them build and grow their business?
5: I would say make self-care a big part of what you're doing and start small. So if you even if it's just giving yourself breaks throughout the day, maybe every 90 minutes you stand up, you stretch, and you move, that that is going to have an impact on you and on your business and ultimately help you be able to be more profitable and more productive and get the results that you want to get. So I'd say just start small with a self-care goal that you're working on, maybe one thing that's going to help you be able to focus and, and get the things done that you want to in your business.
3: I love that. Thank you. And I really do believe that self-care is key to being successful in your business, no matter what your business is. So thank you so much for all your information and for sharing thank today. It's you. been a great conversation.
5: Thank you so much for having me.
3: We need to take another quick break. And when we come back, it's our business builder. Stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit.
4: I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation. About how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world.
0: If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network.
2: Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're talking about how to keep from overwhelming your clients with content.
1: You know, I think we have a tendency to provide too much information, TMI, and I think it's really important to understand just how much information people need to really make a decision and give them the right information. Just because you give them more doesn't mean it's better.
2: Yeah, absolutely it doesn't. And in fact, I was just talking to someone yesterday uh, and we were talking about clients. She was a coach and, and we were talking about each other's clients and basically um you know i said to her i have yet to meet a client who wanted to put too little into their course every single one of the people that i work with always want to put too much into their course and i think that's natural that's natural for us as coaches we want to tell everybody everything we know about whatever it is we're good at Um, we want to provide them with just as much knowledge as we possibly can and and we sort of forget um, that we may have been at it for five, 10, 15, 20 years of learning and they're new, they're just starting. And so to overload them with everything, you know, you may think you're doing them a service, but in actuality you're, you're not, you're just, you're just really causing them to freeze up and do nothing.
1: Well, and I always think back to, and, um, I I sometimes think, should I share this or not? But remember back six years ago when we were first starting and we were talking to a hospital and we did a PowerPoint for an (laughs) hour talk and I think it was about 45 slides and it was so much information and you always have said after that, it was like putting 10 pounds of rice in a five pound bag. And at the end, people said it was great information, but they were glassy eyed. They had... So much, nobody knew what to do next because you can't boil it down to one or two things that they can do. And that is the key, is giving them the right information at the right level so that they can actually figure out what action to take next and get into action.
2: I I totally remember that. I mean, I I don't (laughs) know. Sometimes I think we are crazy because I look back on that. Literally, it was a one hour live presentation and we just told them everything we knew as fast as we could tell it to them. And we had examples, and we had exercises, and we had slides. And, we, and, and I look back on that several years later and think, well, no wonder they didn't do anything. They were just totally blown out of the water with all the stuff they had to do. And in fact, just to give you an idea of how much stuff was in that, we took parts of that, just parts of that one-hour presentation, and made it into a four-hour webinar so that wasn't even everything we told them in an hour and we we did it in four hours and it's still you know i look back on that one it might have been a little bit too much information
1: but we did get results because it was actually in chunks sized pieces with activities in ways that they could actually take action so we did get great results
2: yeah absolutely and you know it's it's totally natural to to do that in the beginning but um i mean think of the the example i always think of is when was the last time you went to make a buying decision about something and a product or a service or whatever and you decided to go on the internet and uh, see if it was really a good product and so you wanted to compare it against other products and you wanted to look at different options and you wanted to see where different places you could buy it and before you know it like an hour or two hours have gone by and you're totally confused because now not only do you see the product that you wanted, but now you've seen the pros and cons of five or six other products, and now you can't make a decision. Well, that's an example of just having too much information. And so one of your jobs as a coach, speaker, or author is to, not, is to give information, but the other job you have is to really focus that information down so that whoever is taking the information in can do something with it. And they're not overwhelmed.
1: Absolutely. And because it's really important, I think it is our obligation to make sure that they can get into action. Because I always remind myself that when a client takes no action and makes no decision, they're still making a decision. And it's it's really our obligation as the experts to give them the tools, resources, and information so that they can take action and make the change that they want to make. So how can someone keep from overwhelming their clients?
2: Well, the the best way to do it is to really think in terms of uh, layers, like an onion. So, you know, have an offering, a product or a service that provides just the first layer for new clients. Because don't forget, if they're brand new, just the first layer of what you know is probably enough for them or maybe even is going to overwhelm them. You know it it, it, if you go to buy a car and that's not something you do very often you really don't have to know everything there is to know about how it works you just have to know which is the one that's right for you so the same thing for your clients they don't have to know everything you know about sales or networking or product development or whatever it is you're an expert in they just have enough to know enough to make a difference in their business or their life then you can have some things that are a little bit more in depth for those clients who want to take it farther or want to know more and they can take advantage of that that's the next layer and then the next layer is for those folks who really really want to become experts in it and so by using that sort of layer approach you're um, leveraging what you know and we've talked about that in other business builders but you're leveraging what you know in more and more depth for clients who are more and more interested and and can really use that information
1: well i think it does help you identify when you use that approach it helps you identify what stage people are at based on how they respond and i always challenge people to have a couple of questions that you can ask so that you can quickly determine where your prospect, where your potential client is at. I think oftentimes we tend to start out at a certain point. I was having this conversation yesterday with someone. You need to be able to know where someone is because everyone starts at a different spot. It's not a one size fits all. And I think sometimes we tend to approach what we do as a one size fits all.
2: Yeah, we do. You know, And not only from your client's perspective, but from your perspective, it doesn't do you any service either. Um, the the sort of put it all into one course really leads to us undervaluing what it is we do. So um, you know if, if you do one hour that's just jam-packed with everything you know, you can only charge so much for that hour. But if you um, spread it out, provide the information at a little bit slower uh, rate so that the, the people in the audience can actually absorb that information. You're doing them a service, but you're also doing yourself a service because that four hour or six hour or eight hour, whatever it ends up being, product that you have is worth a lot more than that one hour service that you had. Even though it's the same information, people perceive it as being worth a lot more. And so that then enables us to raise our price. Our own price to a level that that is commensurate with you know what we're really worth
1: well I think it also allows you to be able to take people through activities through exercises through some thoughtful process so they can absorb the information and internalize it because we can sit here and tell someone that they absolutely need to take a certain action and we know because we've done it time and time again that that action is Critical for success, but unless someone really believes that and internalizes that themselves, they're not going to take that action because they're just going to see it as us telling them to do it versus them seeing that it's actually going to move the dial,
2: right? You know, I think, I think also there's this tendency that we have to um, want to fill every single minute of every single course with something and. It's really okay to have some silence in there. I know that in the course that you did, you know, for um uh, health and wellness, there were some places in there where you had an exercise and then you actually told the audience, "I'm going to give you a minute now to complete this piece, whatever that piece was." And literally it was quiet for a minute. And there was nothing there. Now you know you could use a little bit of background music you could use silence whatever it is but there's really nothing going on for that minute and that's t- really okay it's okay in a live setting it's okay to do in in a recorded setting um, you know don't forget that if it's recorded somebody if they don't want to do it they'll just skip over it you know it's not a big deal if uh, but if you don't put it in there um, they don't have an opportunity to really try it out and i think you know going back to what you said i think that's really really key is to make sure people have an opportunity to experience what you're telling them and 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 that's really good from their perspective and again going back to uh the coaches speakers and authors it's really a great opportunity from our perspective because it allows your audience to really experience the value that you bring to whatever it is you're doing, which then typically encourages them to request more, get more information, maybe work with you further.
1: Absolutely, and I even think about, having that silent time, when you're having conversations, when you're networking, when you're doing anything, it's not just in your delivery of your products. I think it's a skill that we can use in everything we do because we can really listen and pay attention to what someone's saying. And it's okay to take 30 seconds, 60 seconds to process the information. I think so often we're so busy trying to think about what we're going to say next that we miss what they're saying when they're communicating to us and we're not really answering the right thing that's how you build relationships that's how you make that connection silence is okay it's not a bad thing
2: yeah absolutely you know it's interesting that you got, you went down that path because it is absolutely true we're talking about overwhelming the client but it can be overwhelming the prospect as well so uh, i don't know if you've been and maybe at a networking event i know i've been at one where i meet someone and there's the usual pleasantries hi how are you what do you do you know back and forth that sort of goes And then they just launch into this long talk about how interesting their business is and what they do and where they go. It's almost like they're just overwhelming me with all sorts of information way more than I actually wanted to know about their business or that I needed to know about their business. And so here I am, you know, standing in this conversation thinking, well, gosh, you know, this is too much information. I mean, I, I, I do. I really want to work with this person. Do I really want to partner with this person? I, I can't even get a word in edgewise. And so it's the same. It's the same thing. It's it's that give and take. It's you know, it's the layer approach. So what I try to always do in networking is use the layer approach. Um, you know, the, the pleasantries of hi, how are you, what do you do, what's you know that back and forth, and then tell me about your business and I give them two or three sentences and then if they go into a different topic we go to a different topic but if they are interested and if my first two or three sentences are good then more often than not they'll say wow that's interesting tell me more or some version of that
1: absolutely and I think it's that quality versus quantity. So I'm going to challenge all of our listeners to go to our Facebook page on Turn Knowledge to Profit and share how you're using some of that quiet time to really listen to what the other person's saying so that you're providing the right level of information. And I'm going to challenge everyone to look at your products and look at what you're delivering to your clients and really ask yourself, are you giving too much information?
2: You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week.
0: Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.